Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, and welcome to the Sacred Icon Show, where we have the most bussin' conversations on God, on God, for real. We're here to talk about what we're looking forward to this year. Anything, everything, all at once. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Joshy Hargis. Joining with me, as always, is my buddy, my pal, my friend, Brian. But it would not be a very special episode if we didn't have our boy, Fucking Ouija, a.k.a. Nestor, Nestor, a.k.a. fucking Ouija, returning. Player number three. Player number three. Yippee! Wahoo. Hi, guys. <laughs> Dude, uh, okay, what, what did you play think of Peach so you can be Luigi. What did you think of that Mario poster that just went up? Dude, that looks pretty sick. looks sick, dude. Yeah, we're closing in, man. Yeah, they're making the blue shell really a character? Let's go. <laughs> Do you guys Hell think yeah. there's any chance of it beating the Bob Hoskins Mario, Mario film? Like, is there any chance at all? Oh, I you mean, think, Nestor. I mean, bro, uh, Jurassic Park beat <laughs> beat beat the old Mario movie into submission, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here's uh, yeah, I think people come away and they're they're gonna like this movie. The problem I'll have with it though is like when there's a lot of these types of movies that come out, people on YouTube or Twitter will immediately come out and they'll do like a. Like if it's a vlogger, a video vlogger, like a film vlogger, whatever, they'll come out and they'll they'll re-review, like, the former film. Like in this case, the original Super Mario Brothers live action movie, and it, to sort of get clicks and everything in anticipation for the new one coming out. But then that previous one just gets dunked on. I guarantee it's going to happen with Mario Brothers. It'll happen with Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. They do it for everything, man. And there's I a part of it that's Mario like, yeah, I watch this because I want to think about it. Oh, I love it. Dude, I love yeah, the live action Mario it's it's great, honestly. It, it, you know, it, if it wasn't called Mario, I think it's the it would have done better. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I get Basically, that. like Blade Runner more than it is Mario. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe want to play the games though. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. gave them so much personality. I, what is it? No one can resist the charms of a Mario. In that club scene, even when I was a kid, well, when he's dancing with the big woman and stuff, and like that song's playing. Oh man, it, I, like, I my just favorite part of the whole movie is actually Luigi is a Luigi scene because as a kid. You know, I love video games. That's why I was watching the movie. And there's that one part where he's in the car with Mario, and Mario doesn't know how to operate the vehicle. And Luigi, like, 
pulls something out of the glove box and there's like a steering wheel or something. I don't know. He, he like figures out how to operate the car. And Mario's like, how did you do that? And he's like, it's because I've been sitting on my butt playing video games my whole life. I've been prepared, prepared for this. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do when I get older. All my video game experience is going to make it so that I can survive in Mario's world. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I love I love John Leguizamo. I wish he would have been able to come back to do the voice, but... Charlie Day's a good oh, good pick man. for my boy. Yeah. So I ain't complaining. Uh, I agree completely. I would have loved. To, I would have loved. I love Charlie Day, but would have loved John. That would have got me more hype too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would have been. Yeah, fun. man. I, I mean, I, I can't hate on it just because, like, to me, the idea of like what Mario is is so like open because he's got RPGs, mm-hmm. he's got level building games now. He's three D, two D. Uh, this yeah. Mario teaches typing from back in the day, you know. So that's why when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, this is weird. Uh, but I didn't really like, yeah, think too much. I didn't think too much about it. I just liked it. Yeah, I, I man, when that movie came out, I was like all in on it. I, you know, I don't even know now, but that could have been my actual introduction on Mario Brothers, but I don't think so. I just think, uh, also, I think villain, I was the villain Donald Trump in that movie. <laughs> pretty much pretty much pretty much but that movie looks just like her man in the end of it with that cliffhanger got you so excited for a sequel that never came man. yeah you and got so such... excited yeah was it oh, was... she kicks open the door oh man days oh, i love daisy in that movie and oh man i was crushing on um mario's girlfriend in there i can't remember her name yeah, that, what, that, that was, was the her first name? representation of like daisy being paired up with luigi i think like ever Huh. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense because when I when I saw that movie, it's just always been a thing for me that like they were an item. But then, in my little knowledge throughout the years, I've never seen them like paired together, and I realize that's where that came from was that movie. No peach. Yeah, Yoshi's in it too, which is so yep. cool. Yeah, it's like a dinosaur, dude. like animatronic dinosaur. That's another reason why I love that movie because it just came out around that time when dinosaurs. Oh, oh and like, the whole like. The dinosaur oh, like oh, dance dude, in the when they're in the elevator oh man dude that <laughs> i love that scene that movie's got so many good bits love can you it. imagine being like a, a critically like sound minded adult who went to see that in a the theater and you saw that's what they made a goomba look like and you're just like what in god's name did they you know i love but, it but uh when they're all rocking back okay what, what are we what are we looking forward to this year, guys? Uh, well, Josh, mean, why don't you start us off with, like, what's the first thing this year you're looking forward to? Oh, man, yeah. So I'm going to go with, from my first payock, uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> I am looking forward to that, though. When's Ryan's that eyes got real big. Uh, I don't know. It keeps getting postponed. Delayed, right? We'll, yeah. We'll, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, will, you uh, buy, will you buy a game just because it has Lord of the Rings in the title, Josh? Is that what it is? Yep. Big Lord of the Rings simp over here. I will buy Fair it. enough. Yeah, but... Uh, no, I am looking forward to that. But no, uh, Jedi Survivor for sure. That's probably one of my, my most anticipated ones. Um, I mean, I love the gameplay of the first one. You know, I really liked how uh, I forget one of the planets in there, but it was just the, the experience I had with it was so thorough. And I liked being able to sort of go to different planets and then come back as I unlocked more force powers and stuff and like un- access, you know, parts I couldn't previously access and all the little secrets it it felt like the right kind of um uh i don't know if i could say padding but it felt like the right kind of like death to it or 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 uh 
qual- uh, quantity of content mm. without feeling too uh, filler. I didn't really feel much filler in there. I felt rewarded felt for like what a I was doing. Cohesive experience. Yeah, and um, but outside of that, I'm just really interested to see who this dude is with the white hair and that's sitting in the Bakta tank. Like, I got so many questions with that, and there's supposed to be a book that's coming out. And sometimes Star Wars books are like. They make it seem like they're really important, but they're not like Halo, where Halo's like, oh, you got to play this to understand some stuff. The Halo, the Star Wars ones are kind of like, it doesn't matter. You know, like you could skip it, but you'll get one or two juicy bits. Like one book, there was one book that was a whole love story called Lost Stars. And in the very end, it's basically revealed that this big giant crash star destroyer that you see in the background on Jakku in The Force Awakens is from that book. Like in the character that this protagonist was on there and stuff. But it's like, Otherwise, you know, you could skip it, you know? So uh, I want to check out like, the here's, book. Here's too. a book about how Luke went to the dentist one day, and then I, I would, Halo's like... I would like, listen to the audiobook. Yeah. Uh, Halo's no, like, no, no, oh, this uh, character that's been dead for 10 years? Um, yeah, you, you should have read the book to know that. He's uh, that sounds like a Star Wars comic, to be honest. But <laughs> um, I was really excited for it, just to get back to playing it. And I just miss Star Wars games. I mean, we haven't really gotten too much. Uh, I think... I feel more, Maybe I'm forgetting an obvious one, but I think one of the last ones we got was Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah. And that was the aerial one. And uh, I just really, really miss it. And I, I mean, it sounds like we're, we're maybe going to get another one this year, potentially, you know, but then you still got all the stuff up in the air with uh, the KOTOR remake and whatnot. So I, I'm just ready to see Star Wars stuff again. And plus, with Mando coming out soon, so, you know, it's like Bad Batch is airing. You got Mando season three in March. And then in April, we're going to have. Um, Jedi Survivor, and then in May you're going to have Vision Season 2, so it's just you know, and then Ahsoka's coming later on, and all this stuff so it just feels good to get back to like consistent Star Wars, so pretty excited for that, because even though I'm, like I'm always into Star Wars, you know, it, it comes and goes in terms of like the, the, the height of my interest, or focus if you will, I'm into other things so, but this game in particular, it was just fun to play, like there's some games I play out of Obligation Man, and or not, I don't want to say obligation, but it's like you play because there's parts of it you're interested with, and then you stick with it, kind of like Final Fantasy Thirteen. I was just gonna say you stick with it because it becomes like a job, or it's it's a it's a Final checklist. Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> look look for that soon somewhere, guys. But um, but with this one, I genuinely had fun playing it. I had fun, and I I never was bored. And I I not there, Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> there's times when I'm playing some games, and I will. If the menu has the option, I'll look and see what my progress is. Or I'll go on how long to beat and gauge maybe where I'm at. Or if a game has chapters, I will maybe see, like, if I'm on Chapter 5, I'll go and just look and see how many chapters there are. I don't mean to do that, but it's something I do to kind of still live in the game mentally when I'm not able to play a game. But with uh, Fallen Order, I didn't do that. I just played it. And that was, you know, as I've gotten older in my attention span is what it is, uh... It's one of the few games to like really, really hold my interest, in, and I, 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 even outside of Star Wars, so uh, I really loved it for hey, that. But that's yeah. what I'll say is, uh, <clears throat> I thought it was a solid experience from beginning to end. Jedi Fallen Order, like there was really no, you know, there was no moments where I was like, "This sucks." I was, it was just a, it was just easy, fun to play. Um, and I think Jedi Survivor is probably going to be a very memorable game because this entire moment feels like your your typical. You know them them following up in the sophomore sequel, like culmination of what they've learned. Like there'll probably be a sure. third, and it probably won't be as good as this one. This is probably going to be the one that really shocks people because the first one that was the entry point. They got the the, the foundation laid, and this is probably going to be 
really good. I, I think this is. And I hope so. I don't know. It's a lot. It's people. hard for Star Wars to get to a third entry. <laughs> You know, like Battlefront even. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. You know, as someone who played it for six hours, and the only reason I stopped was because uh, it was like it was struggling to run on my base Xbox One. So I was like, okay, okay. I'll come back to this once uh, once I get a Series X. And I still haven't. So like when the trailers came up uh, during the Game Awards, uh, I was like, "Uh, you know, I don't care. I'm not going to play this until I beat the first one. And then he builds the freaking cross lightsaber, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I can customize my lightsaber in this game even more than the last one. Uh, I might have to skip it the first it was, one. Yeah, it was it was fun doing that in the first one, so I can only imagine the second one. And I, I do I am super interested to see like how they're going to keep unless they have like some planned cameo for him in live action. I'm interested to see where the story goes that sort of keeps him out of like the main sort of focus or, or like, is he going to have, you know, run-ins with certain familiar characters or, or not, you know, and stuff like that. So yep. pretty interested to see where they're going to take the story. I'm a college and to be in Ahsoka. I could, I could maybe see it. I could maybe see, it. I wouldn't rule anything out at this point. I maybe even Mando season three, you know, like I don't, I don't have any expectations for those. So if anything happens, I'll be, I'll be surprised. Yeah. I spoil myself like on every Marvel thing, but Star Wars, I try. I do a little, little spoiling, little not. So because that's the I'm that's the cool thing about them using like uh like an actor and like his likeness for the character is that you can bring right. him in a live action and it won't be jarring. Right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I wouldn't mind it. Brian would be like, well, episode with Mandalorian was great this week, uh, but could have been better. And people were like, what do you mean? He like. It had Kel Kestis in it. Had the, hey, I've been bringing nothing but love so far. Had the cardboard so. Jedi, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. For, I mean, most of you who listen often, you, you probably know, but I, I'm just not a big fan of Cal Kestis. I think he's a pretty bland character, but... Uh, it's fair. You know? Look, it's fair. I'm in the minority with... Uh, it's still a great game. You know, like, I, I think Fallen Order was a, a good... It was. I mean, I guess I would probably give it, like, an 8 out of 10, so, I mean... I guess that could be seen as great. It was it was a very good game. Uh, I, so think, I, I think I think the 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 story itself was great. The Order sixty six reveal was awesome. I think the exploration yeah, was, was super fun. The gameplay was super rewarding and addicting. Like the progress um, was great. But I mean, the characters, even though I like them personally, I, I think that was where they fell flat for a lot of people and stuff like that. Like except Marin. I mean, Marin was fantastic. I see. She was my favorite you, character, and like I didn't get any. Time by the time you her. get her, she's right near the end of the game like in the last like 25 percent but uh yeah but anyway enough about uh jedi survivor let's move on to you guys so but i am nestor, very excited uh, for that game yeah nestor what's your um i don't know if i can't remember if i asked josh what his first most excited was coming out this year or his total most that's is that before i go on to nestor josh is that your like most anticipated game of the year or is that just the one that's coming soonest well as of what's been more or less confirmed yes yeah spider-man 2 is confirmed <laughs> this year josh Oh, then that's my most anticipated. Okay, I was I just forgot about that. I was gonna say, I mean, and there's a, I mean, I know Bioware is they are. It said they are aiming for a late like holiday release, but I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't want to just assume that's. I, if I had to guess, Dragon Age isn't coming out until next year. At yeah, this point, so. I don't think so. They're not going to try to fit it in this busy year already when they're probably cutting it close. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I guess I'll I'll go with first then, Nestor. What's what's the first game? coming out this year that you're really stoked for is, is it fallen order or not fallen order sorry uh Jedi survivor uh no i think for me it'll if you probably got movies be or anything a, too feel free to mention those yeah, i mean movies, yeah, i mean anything. movie wise it's that mario movie man 
that that's my that's my Hell number yeah. one this year, dude. I've been keeping tabs on that for the last six years. Um, if your theater is like popcorn buckets and cups, are you getting those? Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, my man. I, I'm I'm probably gonna like watch that movie at least ten times, dude. <laughs> if there's somebody sitting in front of you in the movie theater and they're talking to their their friend, they're like, "Yeah, you know, I'm like the biggest Luigi fan around." I just picture like Nestor like lowering his head down between the two people in front of him, being like. No, the fuck you wait, bro. I'm, show, <laughs> yeah. I'm showing up in the fit, dude. I'm putting on that varsity jacket with all the patches I have on it. My man, oh, yeah. if yeah, someone does dude. that, I wish I was seeing it that with you. Would... It'd be more fun. Oh, dude, that'd be amazing. Yeah, when I see it with Jeff and Irwin. If someone, if someone says that, if they're like, "Oh man, I'm the biggest Mario fan. I've been waiting for this for years." I'll, I'll put my hands like over Jeff and Irwin. And I'll be like, "No, you're not. That's my friend Nestor." Okay. That's my friend Nestor. Yeah, dude. A couple the, words for you. Sacred Icon podcast, <laughs> yeah. episode 180. Biggest fan. Check it. Yeah, re- release release night. Actually, we're going to be in Seattle uh, going to a convention. And uh, everyone that we're going Ooh. with, I'm like, okay, guys, we're, we're going to go pick up our badges on Thursday night and, and go watch the movie. I'll pay for everyone's tickets right there. I don't care. Hell we're yeah. going to watch it. Hell yeah, man! Oh yeah, how much? How much is your enjoyment of the film dependent on Luigi? Like, if if it, I I hope to God this doesn't happen, but like, if it comes out like Luigi got relegated to a more side role and didn't get as much spotlight as you wanted, will that really hurt the film for you? Nah, not at all. Like he's def he's definitely going to be like the damsel in distress, but I mean, knowing Luigi, like shit's going to happen at Bowser's castle. All right, it's going to be great. Um, but if, even if he's not in the movie very much, it's, it's not going to really affect the score for me at all because I mean, I, 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 I fucking love the series, dude. It's my favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, wrong. favorite series Go of ahead, all John. time, but favorite worlds, uh, you know, what little story we can like eke out of it. Uh, when, like when I play the RPGs or whatever, like I, I love it all. I can't, it's not, there's no way it's going to disappoint me, honestly. <laughs> right. No, I get that because I mean, it looks like there's so much that they're going for in the based off the trailers yeah, so, I mean, dude. I, like it, i, I kind of get where you're coming from i mean obviously you're you got way more investment to your respect in this but like i don't see how this uh, this movie could really i don't see how mario fans could come out of this one just hating it the, you know what i mean like, like it's not his voice it's not mario's voice i hate chris pratt the the biggest the biggest thing for me is uh like when it comes to any sort of media is is like respecting the wishes of the original creator and miyamoto Mm -hmm. is right there like hounding them i'm sure like making sure this movie is made exactly how he wanted it to be made everybody's represented how he want how he wanted them to be represented and they even got koji kondo the uh the composer to do all the music for it like like like, if you listen to the trailer from from the game awards like there are like five different mario themes like weaved into it throughout the whole thing in one composition and like you can't even like it's so good you know and the way nintendo is like if they were not like listening to nintendo's wishes nintendo would have just been like uh Deal's over. We're not doing the movie. Yeah, no, they, they did totally that. would be. There was the there was a whole the leak with the there was going to be a Zelda thing for Netflix, yeah. and somebody leaked it, and then Nintendo's like, ah, now that you leaked it, nah, we're not doing yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you know, I'll be interested to see if this when this movie comes out, if it is indeed a banger. Yeah, dude. Then people will be like, Last of Us, amazing. Mario Brothers movie, amazing. Video game curse, is it over? Read more on Polygon. And oh, Kotaku. that's not where I thought you were gonna go. People are gonna be like. <laughs> Halo? Shit. <laughs> nah, Halo can save himself. I guess, you know, I think two. that's one of the reasons why I, I maybe gave that show more of a pass is because to me, the Halo TV series is kind of right in line 
with what we come to expect from video game adaptations, right? Like it's kind of the same, it's kind of on par with what you expected that quality. But you know, obviously stuff like The Last of Us and and uh, Mario's way up there. I don't know. We think when, we haven't seen Mario with, with that Halo show, man. It was like a, I, I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt, and I'm like, you know what? You're trying a different thing. You've already mentioned, you know, you're doing a different timeline, and I, I still love everyone who's in the show, like the actual people who worked on the show, but man. When I look at it now, and I, I, I hate to say it because I know it's what everyone else is saying and using it as a stepping stone, but it's like, dude, that show, it's like, that's the complete opposite. That's how you fuck up something. And like, it's like you look at what Last of Us well, is doing, and it's like, it's got these, these like differences, but they're very subtle compared to like what's there. In, a, in the first episode of the Halo series, Master Chief is like, remember in Halo 5 when I decided I was going to go AWOL? We're going, we're starting there. We're okay? doing that. Immediately. We're doing that immediately. By the way, you're going to see my ass cheeks, and I'm going to take my helmet off. Oh, hang on. Hang on. They're firing at me. I got to put it back on. Okay, it's done. I got to take my helmet off because it's you know uh, it's contractually obligated. My name's Pablo Schreiber, and uh, I was not going to do this if I had to if I had to have it on. You know, <laughs> like you're going to just is, hire the guy who's like Cyclops report under Dawn. This is yeah, a side so, tangent, but I think our listeners will really appreciate hearing it. I actually mentioned this to. I think it was Joe in the Discord. Um, privately, I mentioned it to him. Um, if you listen to our first hundred episodes of Sacred Icon, I wouldn't change anything. I think our optimism and our positivity is our strength. But two things. One, episode two of this podcast, the second episode, we talk about the Halo TV series because they just shown off the cast and announced that there's going to be a covenant human covenant woman and there's going to be, Captain Key's going to be black when he's predominantly been white. Mm-hmm. And me and Josh uh, got a lot of respect from people because we were like, hey, this is a different medium. You know, it's, pr- it's probably not going to strictly adhere to the game. Yeah, it's going to be its own way, thing. Yeah. Let's enjoy it for that. And we were, I feel like we were totally on the mark to say that. Um, but what ended up happening is, because we, we thought the, the, the main problems with the show would be that um, it did things so different from the games and it deviated. Mm-hmm. But what ended up being the problem was just like television show 101. You know, like they just, the decisions they made made things worse for no reason. Some decisions they made were just, why? It was just terrible. Like, and it, it just, it ultimately was just, the thing is, it's like the fandom that's outcrying back when we did episode two, they're outcrying for the wrong reasons. Right. They're, you know, oh, he's, he's, he's black. And a woman. I love be the there. cast in that show. Like that's that's why I will stick with the show for however long it goes. Yeah, I liked the people uh, in it. But yeah. But so then, so then they're 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 criticizing for the wrong reasons. And me right. and Josh are really in the right headspace. Well, then it, it comes out and it it appears to prove us wrong. And in a sense, it did because it was not a good show. But the people who are saying, "Hey, I, I said all along, you know, this would suck." I mean, I don't really know if you get to pat yourself on the back for that because not only do I feel like a lot of your reasons were disingenuous, but you had nothing really to go off of yeah. prior to seeing it. So, But then the second thing I was going to say is that I, I said first 100 episodes. The reason I said that is because, uh, man, and this is once again another tangent, but we're going to go right back to the topic here, is uh, we're so optimistic in those first 100 episodes for, you know, 343 makes plenty of mistakes. They've screwed up before, but they have a plan and they know what they're doing. That was not true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, it, it, we've gotten to the point now where it is, the, the, the facts are stacked so unreasonably high that we can look back and say we had the optimism, we had the positivity, I wouldn't change it at all. 
But it's very clear when we said we felt deep down that they knew what they were doing and they had a plan. That wasn't true. We were just wrong. So <laughs> Yeah. But hey man, Mario Brothers movie looks sick as hell, right. man. Hell yeah. You know what? They had I don't... a plan. I think they had a plan for the Mario movie. Oh yeah, and the, I, the, you know what? The plan, I, the plan was the the very stern Japanese man standing over Illumination, being like, "Yeah, you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna play any Katy Perry music in this movie, man." <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some comfort to that too, because of that. Like any change, you know, I've seen people say that, like, oh, they have sort of the, the characters have that sort of Illumination type look. Where they don't look super like identical to like one to one to their like game counterparts, but I'm like, it it's looks good though. enough. It, it looks I'm fine. like, it looks it good looks, enough. Uh, it's honestly, a different medium. Like, yeah. seeing Mario the first time was a little bit of like whiplash, but he's growing on me. I think every I think everybody looks and, great. Yeah, that's something I was gonna say earlier. Dude, Jack Black is Bowser. Yeah. Come on, dude. N- Nintendo is unparalleled in the industry at like making their characters work together because I can't quite put it into words properly but like when i was asking you like what if luigi's not around too much there's a sense that if the rest of the mario world's around enough you still kind of get luigi because mm-hmm. and obviously luigi is in the movie but like the whole entire mario series it, it evokes the same spirit each character each each story each like setting evokes the same like dna so it always feels like you're getting the same experience regardless of who's on screen and i kind of like even equivalent that to super smash bros a bit it's amazing the way they made all these characters from different franchises visually work in one. Even characters yeah. like Cloud and, and, and Solid Snake. Snake. Nintendo just has a way of, of bringing them together, you know? So I, it's going to be it's gonna be great in the Illumination style. It, I think it works wonderfully. Yeah, dude. I'm not going to be mad. Uh, Charlie Charlie's already said that he's down to do a Luigi's Mansion movie. So that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm buying like 20 tickets, oh, bro. Yeah. The, we're, we're taking this baby to the moon. You want to support it. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, um, I can't wait to can't wait to see that. Yeah. And like Miyamoto said that he's like on a quest to make Mario as big as Mickey Mouse. So, you know, they've they've got they've got like theme park space now and movies coming out. I'm really just excited to see what it's what this means for the rest of the franchise, like moving forward. I'll take Mario over Mickey Mouse any day. Oh baby, hell yeah. <laughs> Competition's always a good thing, man. It, 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 they can do so much with that. They really can. Mm-hmm. Man. I, I I'd love to see it I'd love to see it spin off to do Luigi's Mansion shit. I'd love it, but yeah, that's no dude. That's a great pick, man. That's and that comes out. Is it March or is it April? I'm forgetting. April eighth. April eighth. Lu- okay. Luigi's Mansion. That we're getting like the the Mario Cinematic Universe then, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man. Oh man, Waluigi um, okay. and it all the whole gang, King, bro. Dude, yeah, King Boo. Just the. Uh, oh, I'm so excited, man. Future's looking good. What? Oh, What's what's one aspect before we move on? What is one particular aspect of it that you're just based off the trailers that you're just so excited about? That's really got you just like pumped. Was it Donkey Kong? I mean, was it just seeing like some of the racing? Maybe anything in particular that's really stood out to you, or were you just like, no, I love all this shit? Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I just I do I do love all of it. I think I think my favorite thing that I've been seeing from the trailers is just like how many power-ups are like represented yeah hell yeah because i mean yeah. uh it, you know when you think about it uh brian you'll know like in a lot of 3d marios you hardly ever use the power-ups right true so yeah uh i don't know just to see them like get representation and i'm just like wondering like what kind of crazy things they're gonna do with them in the movie 
Yeah, it's yeah, gonna be um, it's gonna be a blast. And Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, everyone's like, I, I, I want to hear I the love laugh. People on Twitter taking his punch and like editing it together with Smash Bros. That was the oh, hilarious. I don't that. Know if you get okay, um, but what would you think, Nestor? This is this is my like far like out there idea. What would you think if the movie ends, credits roll, and then there's a secret ending like scene, like Marvel style? And it's setting up for a Super Smash Bros. movie. Uh, I don't think I'd like that. Ooh, he doesn't look like he likes the. Oh, no, it's too early, dude. Listen, we saw it with DC. Super Smash. We Bros. saw it with DC. Return. I don't want to see it happen. To, I don't want to see it happen to this. Okay, that's a that's a good that's a good opinion. I guess I wasn't seeing Mario as the same as DC, but if you're looking at it that way, yeah, that's a good point. You don't want to do the crossover that early. Yeah, because like yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, Batman v Superman, but. Uh, it had issues and, uh, it just like compounded, compounded, compounded. And now they're just saying, fuck it. We're resetting everything, you know? And yeah. honestly, yeah. for yeah. a couple of years, time. that's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, the only way to fix it is just, just clean slate Start over. and yeah. that's what they're doing. And I wasn't expecting them to do that. Dude, 2025 is going to be weird at the yeah. theater because like, I mean, you already have, I mean, you'll have like Batman too. You'll have like you'll start getting like Superman Legacy and like a bunch of other movies now too. Joker so. the musical. Oh yeah. right, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, it just twenty twenty five is gonna be nuts. Next couple of years should be, but but what about you, Brian? Man, what's what's what about you? What you looking forward to, uh, buddy? I'm gonna speed over a couple and get to get to the the strong ones just to um, give you guys more time to talk. And and I'm not as diehard about talking about all all the different games, but for me. Um, you know, I I loved uh, I loved Dead Space when it back when I played it. I played the whole trilogy. I loved one and two. Didn't like three like most people. Um, I was really gonna try to be a good boy this year and not buy games I didn't need. But it appears after watching reviews that this Dead Space remake may be the greatest remake of all time. Yeah. Um, what they have done is kind of mind blowing. Because do you know anything about it, Josh? Yeah, I've been keeping tabs on it. I mean, I've okay, never, well, I mean, I've only ever played the demo to the first one. So I mean, any yeah. contextual aspects are, you know, I'm I'm oblivious to. But I, I did watch a review on it. Yeah, the TLDR is they basically just made the game better. I mean, it's 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 the same exact game except instead of the whole ship you play in being level based, it's now the whole entire ship is designed to be one continuous level, so you can backtrack at any moment. You don't have to worry about loading screens and new missions. Uh, there's side quests implemented for giving you reasons to go back. The character is voiced when he wasn't voiced in the original, but he was voiced in two and three, and he's voiced by the same guy. So now there's like that consistency. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the graphics are phenomenal. The additions to the gameplay, the tweaks are not phenomenal, but it keeps the true spirit there. Anyways, I got caught up on the hype, and I also realized that the thing me and my wife love to play together the most are horror games. So we we uh, so I bought the game, and I've been playing it with her, and we're having a phenomenal time because. She bought this. Most people listening probably won't know. I've already talked to Josh about it, but Erica built this Kotatsu. Do you know what a Kotatsu is? Nesta? Oh yeah, the little little warm table, right? Yeah, yeah, like warm table. So, long story short, guys, is in Japan they have these tables that have a blanket coming out of them with a heater built in, and you sit underneath the table, and you can eat at the table, sit at the table, or sleep at the table, and you got this nice cozy warm blanket, and the heat's constantly coming in underneath the table, and it's this great experience. So Erica built that. And it's really nice. And then we started playing Dead Space and switching the controller off with each other while sitting under this and, and playing and checking on the baby. And it's just this really wholesome, like, family thing we're doing. Yeah. Uh, so That's so awesome. I've been loving Dead Space. That's where my year started for buying games. I told myself I wasn't going to buy it because I didn't need it because I already played the original. But, of course, I failed. Um, so now that I've failed, I just accepted the reality. This is my next game. I'm going to be buying Resident Evil 4 Remake 
because I loved Resident Evil 4 remake. I was going to ask you about that since you mentioned horror. Yeah, if the reviews come out and say like they botched it, I might. I probably won't buy it, but it looks like they really did not botch it. Plus, I think they know that this is seen as one of the greatest games of all time. They they cannot Mm -hmm. afford to screw it up. So I'll buy Resident Evil 4. After that, I'm pretty sure the next game I'm buying after Resident Evil 4 is my most anticipated game of the year, which is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the King. Hell yeah, baby. I cannot wait for this game. Uh, I actually don't talk about it much for two reasons. One, they haven't shown much, which is great. Gives me more to look forward to. And two, this is one of the few instances where the game really isn't about the story to me. It's about the experience. So rather than hypothesize what's going to happen... The journey is the destination, man. True, true. Uh, Rather than hypothesize about it, though, I'm more just like, give it to me. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting so that... We're going to buy two copies because my wife's a huge fan of Breath of the Wild, so we're each going to have our own Switches. Two copies. We're going to get it day one. It's you don't want to be... go through that Final Fantasy experience again. <laughs> Whew. No, let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. But we will in a future Patreon episode, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> but uh... <laughs> I was referring to the 7 remake, actually, though, but not, not Oh, 13. 7 remake, okay. Where you were no, like, yeah, outside Moe and was good she time. was like, in there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, Breath of, or, or Tears of the Kingdom, um, if they just more or less do the same thing with some tweaks, I'm going to love the game. Cannot wait for it. Breath of the Wild was a industry-changing experience. This is a long-awaited sequel. That's my most anticipated. And then, right after it, is my second most anticipated, Final Fantasy 16. It uh, comes out, like, I think it's, I don't even know if it's a full month afterwards, which is going to be exciting for me because this is, actually, I was about to say this is the first new Final Fantasy that I've been present for, but actually, my introduction to the series was playing 7 Remake on release night. So, uh, I guess that 7 Remake was. But Final Fantasy 16 comes out in June, I believe, and it's got a Devil May Cry type of combat, which is going to be way different for the series. They actually hired the combat guy from Devil May Cry to do it. It's set in a medieval setting for the first time since Final Fantasy IX. Uh, it, it looks really cool. And and also, it's led by the guy who saved and fixed Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO, which is seen as, like, the best MMO ever. Um, pretty and sure it's Hall's finally got, like, that loved it, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's got a consistent vision and, a, and a, a real, like, it feels like after the tumultuous time of the development of Final Fantasy XIII and XV, it seems like is finally going to be one that's, like, fresh and ready and solid and just, it's not... Because for those of you who don't know, even Final Fantasy 15 was based in Final Fantasy like 13's roots. So this is the first yeah. like true new single player experience in the new Final Fantasy. It's gonna be first one for me to experience. That's not you know seven remake. Really excited for that. Um, so really, it's Tears of the Kingdom and Final Fantasy 16 are like way at the top for me. And then uh, I think the last thing that I really care about is gonna be Starfield. And you know my excitement for Starfield is more based in my love of the Bethesda RPG than it is any actual real hype. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know anything about the game other than it's Bethesda and it's space. Mm-hmm. And everyone's expecting it to be this industry-defining game. And it may be, because Skyrim was. But I think after seeing the formula so many times, you know, uh, Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, um, I feel like I kind of know what to expect. And what I expect is greatness. And that's going to be awesome. But to me, it just seems like more... Bethesda, which is awesome. That's what that's what I want, you know. But I think sure. that's it for me as far as what I'm excited for this year. What about you, just, Nestor? Are you interested yeah. in the Starfield at all? Are you getting that? Oh, I'm gonna play it. I mean, I've got Game Pass, so I, I'm I'm at least gonna try it. But I'll I'll try to I'll try to get like a full playthrough of it in at least. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. It's it's weird with me because I I was really excited for that game prior to seeing it, and then I saw it, and I was like, well, I'm happy for those who are excited because one of the things. 
okay, so I, I actually I beat all of Fallout Four, and I had a great time with Fallout Four. And uh, I know for Fallout fans, it's one of their it's on the lower end uh, for them. But I really, really liked that one. And uh, the thing I did not like was the settlement building. It was a cool option, but I just didn't. One thousand planets now. Yeah, I didn't want to do it. So uh, I just I didn't I didn't really mess with that much. You can and, build settlements on every planet, Josh. Yeah. Well, when they started showing off pretty much how they're taking that template and then they're expunging upon it. It's like you started out with Hearthfire in Skyrim and then they went to settlement building and in Fallout 4 and now they're like thousand pla- pretty much everything Brian just said and I'm like you not skipped interested. Everyone, Josh. Not interested. They went they went from Hearthstone to Fallout 4 well, because to Final Fantasy Final, or I not, don't it, wow. there's even Fall, rumors. Fallout 76 Josh where they just had to build the game as it after it released. Yeah. You don't like the Fallout that's set in like your guys' area? <laughs> <laughs> that would be it's fascinating true. but we'll never I've said get that, that before on the podcast it's like I never once thought of West Virginia once in my entire life E3 comes out says the next fallout set there month later I meet my wife she's from West Virginia yeah we'll Go ahead, never get Josh, one out from you. here in the Midwest you're good man but uh, yeah but West Virginia yeah um no, I, I, man, I just I don't give a shit about that. I don't want to go to it. I don't want to go to all these different planets that are like just barren and, and uh, procedurally Not generated and all that. And they're even talking about there's even rumors of that being a Star Wars game that's supposed to have some taking some inspirations from No Man's Sky. And I'm like. Oh, great. Can't wait to be excited. Can't wait to not be excited for a Star Wars game. Great. That's just what I want. But uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, just, it, it's, I'm older. I'm Go ahead, man. Go ahead. It's weird because um, any like all my friends who play like Bethesda games like religiously, yeah. none of them like all that settlement building stuff, but they keep putting it in the game. So I'm assuming it's popular with everyone that I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> does have a big community. I know Jeff. Jeff really likes it, and I mean, mm-hmm. so I try not to dog on it too much, but I mean, it just wasn't, you know, I, I play this stuff for the story, and, and with Starfield, I like the concept. I will play it through Game Pass. Uh, I will play the story, and I will have a blast with it. I just need to honestly, I need to see more of it. Like, I need to see more of the core, like, exploration, because I felt like the vertical slice they gave us for the reveal, I didn't think that was that good, because it was very, like, confusing. Like, I don't mean to dissect that, but just to TLDR, it was like, they show him walking around just random, you know, on a random planet. Then you have a combat encounter. Then it just kind of shows you like quick highlights of you in a like a city and kind of hints at the story. But I'm like, okay, I, I understand you're trying to give us a full concept within this short amount of time. But like, I have no real idea with any of those aspects, like how far you can go or, or you know, I, I, yeah. I, I got no real like, con- I, I felt like I got no real substance out of it. The gameplay so looked very Bethesda. This, you yeah. know. You know, I, I I plan on eating my words. I'm fully plan on eating my words. But let me preface by saying Skyrim, Oblivion, Fallout 3, some of my favorite games of all time. Adore them. But this is how I view the Starfield release going for me. Build up to the game. I pre-purchase it, download it. The day I come home from work and the game is sitting there downloaded, ready to play, my mind will go, damn it, I got to play it now. <laughs> like, you know, That's like, you with the FOMO, right? Is it the like, FOMO? Well, I mean... I'll give you that. Yeah, there is the FOMO, but there's all... I mean, I also love Bethesda RPGs, right? right. Like, it's not like I'm making it up. I love the, some of my... No, I, I mean, literally, Oblivion's in my t- top 10 easy. Um, but I know that that game is going to be another 100-plus hour RPG that is 
more about the world and the quest than any linear story, which is why I love I don't want it to be any different than that. I, I think one of my problems with Fallout 4 was that it tried to be closer to a linear story than than the uh, the open world stuff that we've come to know and love. But I just know when that game comes out, because there's so many games I love to play, love to replay, games I haven't played yet that I want to experience, that when Starfield comes out, it's going to be on my console, and I'm going to just have my controller in my hand, and I'm going to go, damn, like, I am on the precipice of pressing A, launching this game, and having it be my gaming life for the next several months, and I don't want it to be. I don't. Bro, I, don't like I like a, games that I can finish in a week or. This two. sounds like a, a band you would listen to. The Precipice of Pressing A, <laughs> bro. Have you gone and listened to the new Precipice of Pressing A uh, album? <laughs> that's totally. That's, a, that's like a video game cover band, yeah. if I ever heard one. Dude, <laughs> hey, that could right? be a podcast right? title. Yeah, it's hell a yeah, for you guys. But um, <laughs> Brian's dropped those bangers unintentionally. No, I'll get. I'll run through a couple games and movies real quick just to TLDR them. Oh, uh, oh, oh, Josh, before you get going, I want to say it. I want to be the first one to say it. Dune. I'm excited for Dune. Oh yeah, dude. Okay. Me too. Yeah, Dune. Dune Part Two. That's I was movie gonna, of the year for me. Yeah, I was gonna say, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm super excited for that. Uh, Austin Butler's in it. His performance. I should let Elvis. Josh say that. He's the cinema this guy. <laughs> no, you're fine, man. I know you're excited for that too. But uh, um, Austin Butler, I can't wait to see. I love this performance in Elvis. I thought he was fantastic. And uh, I mean, I didn't like the movie as much as everyone else did, but I still really enjoyed it. So I love uh, Elvis with Austin Butler. Oh, okay, I like to see Rafa, but um. I'm excited to see him in that and Batista to hopefully get a bigger role and stuff, which he should. So, um, but just to see it continue. I mean, I, I, I loved the story of Dune more than I loved the film, but the film has that Denny Villeneuve like style that I really appreciate, you know, just in terms of the scope and sort of the, yeah, the, the minimum he's got, he's got like this minimalistic scope that I yeah. think most people really appreciate, especially if you, it's minimalist, but it feels so grand. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like, I feel like if he took, he he took a kitchen, the like a, just a house kitchen. It would have like normal tile and countertops, but the way he would shoot it would make it feel like the most grandest kitchen ever. And I would want to spend time. Well, even when I watch Dune now, like the twenty twenty one one, like whenever you see those like those new, you know, all those videos and pictures of like AI generated futuristic movies and Batman as an eighties noir or yeah. all these type of things, those always have this aesthetic that like it looks like it's something that could have been in Dune or something. Like I don't know. I I, I think you I, said it. You nailed it too, Josh. I think. I mean, I think the story of Dune proper, the book, is better. It's just. I mean, that yeah, but I'm not trying was, to be that guy that's like, oh, the books are better. I'm like, oh. Well, I mean, because I, I hate those. Either read the book or research They're the book. Two different you, you realize how much the yeah. movie left. Well, the out movie did changed, fantastic. Movie did fantastic. You have to. So, you have to yeah. change it because we saw what the Dune from the '80s that tried to just keep it all. Did. It, it, the, the book isn't easily adapted. Well, and the rain at the very end was the most screwed up part of it. If anyone knows the story, it was so yeah, screwed exactly. up that he went so, with that. But I still enjoy that. He did what he needed to do. But but no. Super excited for Dune 2. I can't wait for that. You know, and it's it's awesome because uh, I had Avatar last year. I was super anticipating. Dune Part 2 is one of my most anticipated this year. And then the following year, um, I'll get Avatar 3. And then I think I think Dune Part 3 potentially, hopefully. But, um, yeah, Dune Part 2. Um, uh, actually, I'm becoming a huge Transformers fan for, like, the first time ever. So I'm getting super psyched for Rise of the Beast now, which I know has got, like, a mixed reaction. Have you seen them all up to this point? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a funny story, guys. Uh, Bumblebee. I wa- that was one of the two last movies I watched with Brian. Uh, I Brian. Uh, last time I hung out with him before he moved, um, I went over and hung out, and we were talking. We just were gonna have a regular hangout, and he was like, "Hey, uh, do you want to watch this one movie?" He's like, "Uh, he's like Eric is really into. It. It's called Mortal Engines," and I'm like, "Sure, I'll check <laughs> it out. It's that one that's produced by Peter Jackson." And he shows me, and I was like, "This sucks, Brian." 
And Brian's like, I like it. I like it. Erica likes it. And I'm like, well, you got to say that. But, but I was like, no, I wasn't I wasn't straight dogging on it. But I it, I didn't enjoy it as much personally, but it had some cool elements. I told you then, it was a 6 out of 10 when I pitched it. I think Josh gave it like a 2. But I, I, yeah. did, I didn't say it was great. No, you're right. You're right. But, but, but then he was like, well, what about Bumblebee? And I think we went out and we rented Bumblebee because I think you already had Mortal Engines. I can't remember. But anyway, we watched Bumblebee. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I enjoyed it, you know. So I mean, and this is that was the right? best. That was the best Transformers movie to me by far. Like I have I still, heavy the first nostalgia. One I'm still partial to. Yeah, I, I, get I have what heavy saying. nostalgia for 2007's Transformers because Lincoln, Lincoln Park, Park Baby, Megan Fox. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, dude, that has one of the most like Bumblebee was the best. Yeah, like. dude, that's such a banger ending. But yeah, dude, I'm excited for Rise of the Beast because I did see a little bit of Beast Wars when I was a kid. So, but I'm kind of confused as to like the timeline um, because you have like Optimus Prime and Optimus Primal kind of like coexisting in the same time. But this one takes place in the 90s, so it's a follow up to Bumblebee. So I'm glad that that's like continuing off of that. And the, from what I've heard, they want to do at least three more movies. So like, I'm happy, you know, because I'm like now that I'm kind of like I, I feel like a fan. I listen to like a, a freaking four hour like document or pretty much like retrospective on YouTube while I was at work like this past week, I was chipping away at it and just all the transformer stuff. And I was like, I actually kind of like this stuff. So I've watched like the first couple episodes of the original cartoon and I went and rewatched the 2007 movie and I was having a blast with it. Um, and yeah, when the Lincoln Park song kicks on, I'm like, oh, here we go. And then Optimus is giving his monologue. And I'm like, man, I can't imagine walking out of the theater as a transformers fan in 2007. I saw that movie when it came out to rent and I really liked it. But I'm like, man, like that had to be so surreal. It, it's just like, you know, in your your position, uh, Nestor, like how surreal it's going to probably be. Like, yeah, you know, you're excited for this movie of Mario Brothers. You're anticipating it. But then the moment where it just ends and you're like, holy shit, I live to see this. Yeah, That's got to be a, a wondrous feeling. But um, uh, video game wise, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, that's that would technically be my my most most anticipated by far. But they, it is still only confirmed to be on PC. And I'm really hoping, I'm crossing my fingers, there's going to be an announcement for consoles, even if it like comes out way later. But they can still maybe make that announcement this year. But uh, love Dungeons & Dragons. I haven't played it for a while, but I still love it. And the game visually, if you guys haven't looked it up, it looks a lot like Dragon Inquisition visually. But what's cool is it has a lot of the rule set from uh, D&D 5e. And what's neat too is like if you're trying to like persuade someone, it will have a uh, twenty sided die. You'll have to roll a d twenty on the screen, and it'll show your 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 results and stuff. So it's not just like sort of taking the world of D and D and then putting it in a game, but it's actually trying to use some of those rule sets and tweaking what it has to for video games. But um, super excited for that. Spider Man Two. I mean. Dude, I, I I have to really dive into Miles Morales soon because I don't want to do what I did with God of War and burn myself out. But um, really excited for that because they're teasing Venom and stuff. And uh, but man, I I well I'll, I'll say this: I did play when I was on vacation, like early January, right before I committed to playing Dragon Age. I played a little bit, like I played the opening like mission of Miles Morales, and he's got in the intro, you know, they have. Um, Peter Parker and it's the remastered Peter Parker. It's not the one from the PS4 version. And I immediately I was like I I hate this. I hate this so much. Like I'm never I I like every part of me I just I can't be okay with it. Like you know what like I can forgive so many things, but I hated their reasoning of why they wanted to do that. And I'm like you guys just wanted to get someone that kind of looked like Tom Holland. 
That's it. That's it. Like you can't convince me the other guy. They could you couldn't like match up his face with the dialogue and stuff. I was like, it's a fuck, it's a video game, guys. Come on. You could do anything. You seen what they're doing in dreams? Bro, come on. You know, so but I look, I, I'm excited for Spider Man two. Uh Spider Man one was like I didn't have a PS4 um as the hype was building for that game. So I was kind of like, Oh, that looks cool. Wish I could play it, but like I don't wanna give myself too much focus into that because it's, it's not something I can really like open myself up to and enjoy. And then I got, I had a PS4 and it comes out and I got to play it. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. I was like, this is giving me like Spider-Man two vibes back in the day where it just felt like open and fleshed out. It's, it's this, like when I played Spider-Man PS4, it was like playing like what I thought Spider-Man 2 was back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you play like Halo 2 remastered and you're like, and your, your brain's telling you this is what it looked like way back, even though you switch, you hit back on the graphics and you're like, oh, that's what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, brown and dull. I got a couple things I want to say about that. I think you'll agree with uh, agree with most of them. Um, well, first of all, I forgot. I said I listed the games off. I'm excited for this year. I, I didn't. I forgot about Spider-Man 2, even though I'm the one who brought it up first on this podcast. Damn, Brian. But it's, be- it's because... All they've done is come out. All they've done is come out and say, "Hey, it's coming out this year." They didn't do a trailer or announcement or anything like that. They just said, "Hey, it's coming this year." So I forgot about it. But very excited for Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man Two. Um, two things I want to say. One, Josh is the thing I think you really agree with is, you know, for me, like playing God of War 2018 was such a phenomenal experience, and I loved it. And when I played Spider-Man later that year, because they came out the same year, what a banger year for Sony! Holy shit! Um, I thought. Spider-Man was great, but I thought God of War was better. But as time goes on for me in playing Ragnarok, it's very God of War is very much about how amazing the story and the characters are. But man, Spider-Man's a hell of a lot more fun to play. It really is. Like I, I don't, Josh, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like if you played Miles Morales going right into Spider-Man Two, I don't think you would get fatigued like you did God of War. I think it's a different experience. I think you'd probably be just fine. I, I think God so. of War is I mean, very. My situation with God of War experience. really was less on God of War and just more, just uh, I think just where I was at at the time with games. So mm-hmm. holiday season, and then also just hyperfixation with the just the God of War community. I was like, oh man, I was like, do you guys? So it died off quickly, in my opinion, like a month or less. It was done. Yeah, it always it always does, and I'm I'm a comes, I, comes and goes. I feel bad when I when I say that stuff sometimes because I feel like I sound like that cynical butthead who's like I don't want people to be happy. I'm all excited for people that get excited for that stuff, and it doesn't bother me. But it's like I think I see I get so much exposure to something, and it it just can turn me off of it. Yeah. You know, so unless it's like something Halo I'm interested in, way worse than God of War. Like, yeah. As far as that goes, <laughs> it can be. Um, Oh yeah, that's why I follow. <laughs> like my Twitter's so curated, and I maybe once every like six months make a post about Halo, or then I'll retweet something that you said, Brian. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, other than that, I'm like, yeah. If Halo didn't re- live rent space or rent free in my head. Uh, you know, I wouldn't talk about it, but it, it does. It lives rent free there. And there's just it's in my DNA. I, I can't help it. I can't. No, I was out. gonna say too, Josh. I kicked like, it out. I said no vacancy. <laughs> Sp- Spider Man One uh, for for PS4. Um, it, it actually, it's oddly has such a special place for me because I wasn't hyped for it. I bought it day one and I loved it, but it, it didn't go into my top games or anything. I wasn't hyped for it, but I have such great memories of, it was when I was dating my girlfriend, who's now my wife, I would work, I got off work at one thirty in the morning and I would come home and I'd have like a text from her, like a good night text. And I'd, I'd drive by Taco Bell on the way home because the only thing that's open that late and I'd come home 
and I would get out my Taco Bell. I'd watch an episode of The Office because Erica got me into The Office, so I was going through it for the first. Yeah, time. you know, I tried for years, but you know, I'm glad. I'm glad one of us did it. Uh, girls will make you do crazy things. Leave and make you watch Twilight. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, we, hey, that, that was have you that ever, was half Joshy, man. <laughs> I was the one who was like, "Hey, hey Twilight." I, I, I watched Twilight for a girl, bro. For a girl, Brian. Uh, just, just since Erica can't represent herself on the show, if you were to ask Erica what her opinion is on those movies, how much would she roast them? On Twilight? Yeah. A lot. I doubt she'd have anything yeah. good to say. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, no, nah, she, she's a I, I figured she <laughs> Yeah. But uh, just, I, so I would, I would eat Taco Bell, and, and after, you know, saying goodnight to Erica, I'd eat Taco Bell and watch an episode of The Office, and then I'd play Spider-Man for an hour or two. So now when I replay Spider-Man, I just always remember, like, the, the when I was dating Erica and I was coming home. It was my game while I was dating her. And actually, the funny thing is, despite how great the game was and how much I liked it the first time through, it actually in a weird way, kind of soured the experience because my focus was on her so much that I just didn't care about the game. So it wasn't until I replayed Spider-Man 1 that I was like, holy shit, like, this is even... Yeah, I, I thought it was good. That, at least it wasn't, it's, like, it's a really good one, yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, just... We've had that, everyone's yeah. had that with a game, like a breakup Absolutely. or a, just depression or something, I don't know, but... Um, um, but to kick it over yeah. to you, Nestor, yeah, Nestor, me and Josh have yeah. been talking a lot, um, what would you say, if you had to take a guess, and, and feel free to have, give a hot take, if you had to pick... What piece of media this year, probably a game, but you could say a movie too, is going to really fall flat or disappoint people? Which game do you either think it will be or think has the best chance to be, like to be that disappointment? Mm-hmm. The thing that people look back on and go, man, remember a year ago when we were hyped for blank and it turned out to only be a 7 out of 10 or it turned out to be broken or it turned out to suck? I mean, where do you where do you think? I want Josh to answer after you. Shoot. So like, which one do I think will suck? Right? Is that like, like you, you think it'll end up being a disappointment? Man, that's tough because oh shit! Like off the top of my head, I can't I can't think of too too much. Uh, yeah, dude, I have no idea. Uh, you go, John. I got give, one. give me a sec to think. I got one loaded in the chamber in case Brian was going to be pondering this episode. It's Redfall, boys and girls. Redfall's gonna suck. I'm telling you what, when this game comes out, I expect it to peak for like a month or two, okay? It's going to peak co-op and everything on Twitch. I think it's going to do great. I think people are going to love playing that game and what it offers. But that, I'm telling you, that is like, and look, I'm a, I love Xbox. I love, I love Sony. I love Nintendo. But you know what? As much as I love Microsoft and I'm like more of a, my, 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 I tip my hat more to, you know, Xbox than I do the other two. I mean, what's a Sony and Nintendo got that Xbox doesn't? They've got these great single-player experiences in their own ways, you know, their own trajectories, and they're really good. What does Xbox Josh, need? Josh, has four-player online Four-player co-op. I'm so sick of fucking co-op, bro. Gotham Knights can suck my balls. Uh, you know, like, I know that's a third-person <laughs> game, but I'm just like, and they're like, oh, but you can play it by yourself. Bro, I, I would, I'd rather, I'd rather just kill myself. Frankly, then, then play that game. Josh, like by myself. Redfall looks I, sounds like ass, dude. I, it looks awful. I know there's people like Elliot is so excited for that. So I mean, I will never, I never want to personally like poo poo on that game or anyone enjoying it. Like I, I, I'm exaggerating to an extent, but I just that game has so much hype this year, and out of like the portfolio of Xbox exclusive titles that we have, it's really down this year to 
Redfall, and Starfield. Everything else is sort of up in the air as to whether or not it's going to come or not. Like, I don't expect a vow this year to come out or Fable. I'm sure we'll maybe hear like an update on those finally, but I don't expect to get those. But Redfall just does not, nothing about it to me as an Xbox fan or as just a person who plays video games screams anything of interest to me. And that's just me as a gamer. It obviously has, it, it appeals to a lot of other people. But I just, I might be wrong. And like Brian in his own right earlier, I might eat my own words on this. I'm wrong on a, on a lot of things in my life. But if there's one I don't thing think I've always been point. consistently right about, it's guessing a game's success or failure rate. And I don't always do it. But if I get a feeling about a game, it usually turns out to be right. And I'm thinking, I'm saying Redfall is going to, it's going to pop when it comes out, but it's going to quickly like fade. Just to me, it gives me like, it gives me like vibes of like Evolve right. or or Anthem. Well, like it's you just going to fall flat. You look at like the trajectory, like there's a ton of live service games that are just going offline soon or they're just ending, right? And that was a thing like say 10 years ago, we started to sort of enter into this live service era. And as that sort of gone on the back end, you know what I mean? As that sort of like the the golden era of that, if, I guess if you want to call it that, has sort of faded for live service games. Like we've seen co-op come back into like the fold with all a lot of these games that are offering co-op, especially on the Xbox side. And I, I just maybe people aren't where I'm at yet, but I feel like eventually people are. are they've got to be saying like. Okay, like we got enough co-op games. You have such a breadth of either exclusives or third-party games between Game Pass and whatever you're offering just on your system and your portfolio. But like we're ready for more single-player stuff. After, you know, 3 years into this console gen and I mean obviously the pandemic and everything, I'm just ready for single-player. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just ready for single player. I'm yeah. old. You know, it's hard enough to even just align schedules to get on and like play Halo. Like I want a single-player game. You know, but hey, Redfield's gonna come out, and if it pops for people, I'm happy it pops for them. I do not wish that game to fail. Uh, I just think it's going to. Uh, I but, do. You know, I do wish for it to fail <laughs> because <laughs> no, I said this on Twitter, and I got Damn. pushback, and I don't care. Like, I'll Damn. take the pushback. That's fair. That's fair to disagree with me. But anytime you nuts. take, they this is the reason I want it to fail, not because the game doesn't look good. Because they have went out of their way to say, no, 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 guys, this is a single-player experience. Co-op is optional, but this is predominantly your typical arcane single-player experience. And then they dropped the heat right last week. Guess what? you got to be oh, online at all times. That, that, that is, man, that is a huge deal, deal breaker Screw for them. Brian. No. Yeah. Like, I don't, dude, that's not, no. Like, everyone saw through your bullshit to begin with. This is a co-op game. It is not a single-player game. You kept saying it was. You almost had some of us convinced. And then you drop it's online only for single-player. By your own admission, it's a single-player game that has to be connected to the internet. If that is the case, which you say it is, as the developer, as the publisher, I want it to fail. Nester, I want it to prove. I want it to prove that we don't accept this kind of game. I don't want it to do well. And I, of course I want the best for the developers and I know those things are conflicting, but no, screw this game, man. I don't, no. I don't like it. And also Josh, I'm going to sound like a huge PlayStation fanboy here. I understand. Call me out. I don't care. But like, this is how I see Xbox fans, right? They don't have any games. So they talk about how great game Pass is. They get a small game like hi-fi rush or what seems like a double a B game like Redfall. And they get hyped beyond belief about how great this game is. 
So they're getting hyped about smaller experiences and Game Pass. Because they don't have any big games, right? But then as soon as they get a big game that's actually good, which rarely happens on Xbox, then they're like, oh, yeah, we got this great big AAA What's game. What happened to you, bro? <laughs> my thing is, my thing is, is the only reason that Xbox fans take this avenue of, oh, we got Game Pass and we got unique experiences like High oh, Five Rush. you, bro. It's because they don't. It's because they don't have good AAA games. They don't have any. Like, Sony has nonstop good AAA games, and, and Sony markets it. Nintendo has nonstop good AAA games. Xbox does not. So so people are just going to keep saying, like, oh, we got Game Pass, we got great service. You, you know, know the truth, though. But it doesn't matter. I, you're you're not really, wrong, Brian, but I think the truth is just people, you and I are just mostly AAA people, and we play occasional indie games, but we're in the minority. We're just in the minority. But Nestor, I have to ask you, you buddy. You, you get what I'm saying, Josh? I just want to say real no, quick. You get what I'm saying, though? Like, if Xbox, let's say 2025. You get what I'm saying, Xbox. Josh? Fuck Xbox. Fuck Microsoft. <laughs> if in 2025, Xbox has Starfield and an Obsi- uh, Avowed and Fable and maybe another Halo and a Gears, and they have this huge lineup of AAA games that are all getting, like, 85, 90, 95 Metacritic. Yes. The conversation is going to quickly shift to, huh, we got the games now. Look at all of our quality Bitch. straight fire triple <laughs> A games. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure you did. It took you 15 <laughs> years, but you got them now. Nestor, Nestor, uh I know you have like you're not as emotionally invested in the Redfall conversation, but uh but like what if the gaming gods show up to your door one day and they're like, "Listen, in order for Tears of the Kingdom to be a straight certified cash money banger, Redfall has to suck." And you alone have to make that decision. Like it's gonna it suck anyway. in order to. Yeah, are, are you gonna it's be like, yeah, oh, bro, yeah, screw that, Red that Ball. getting sacrificed. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my, my I, thought, per- <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you have to play Redfall to be able to play Tears of the Kingdom. I was gonna. No, say, I'm not gonna put it. our boy Nestor through that. No. Uh, like my first, no, my though. my first impressions of that game was that it was gonna be like Left 4 Dead. All right. So this last presentation mm-hmm. that comes out, it. It looks kind of like Fallout 4-ish, you know? Okay. Yeah, um, I can kind of see that. It doesn't have a clear idea. Yeah, man. I, I just, I don't care. <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, when I need- I, whenever I dog Xbox, guys, I'm speaking from passion because Xbox original and 360, best gaming memories of my life. You guys have heard in the podcast before. Halo's my shit, man. But man, this company just needs to do stuff. So- <laughs> oh. You guys have heard the stuff about 343 right now. Like, it just, the the Xbox, like, AAA games is just, it's been a shit show since. You know what's after, interesting in Since in Gears of War 3 came out, nothing. It's been I'm going to give shit. you two different pictures. So, on the Ugh. PlayStation side, you have uh, the Last of Us remake that came out last year. And it had some mild controversy because of the pricing and stuff like that. And also, there was a big question of, is this necessary? Do we really need this? The show has come out. And has been so fire that no one's really talking about that now. That conversation's over with. Xbox, you know, on the other hand, is like trying to get to this point where we can see these games. And everyone's like tired of waiting, tired of waiting. And we're like, you know, every year it's like we... we one more year, Microsoft, as we'll give you one more year. Yeah, and, I, I, you know, we're, we, it does feel like we're getting to that point, And then, bam, all this stuff. And I know it was like it, it was really out of Phil Spencer's control, you know. And But 
all these layoffs and all this bad juju just came out and it just like really sullied them. And it's just so interesting that like the amount of people that were laid off were pretty much the amount of people that Activision Blizzard and all that have. So it's like, oh, see, man, and that, you know, I have just, no faith in them taking Activision Blizzard because what has what has Microsoft done before when they purchase IPs? When they purchase Rare, they did nothing with it. When they took on Halo in house, they did plenty see, with it. This is a certified banger. Cash well, see, this is a new IP. I'll give you that, Josh. But I'm saying Banjo Kazooie, uh, Killer Instinct had its moment, but you know, Jet Force Gemini. Um, That's true. If they announced oh, Banjo Kazooie this year, are you? Is that shooting up to your most oh, anticipated? Yeah, it would. It yeah, would. yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. You hear what Nick Offerman said about Banjo Kazooie? Yeah, that's that he played that and then he just stopped because it ate up. So Nick Offerman, who plays Bill in the Last of Us TV show, he was asked on a late night show if he played video games, and he said no. Uh, my last video game was I think he said 1996. Can't remember what year Banjo Kazooie came out. He said my last video game was Banjo Kazooie, and the game was so good, I was so addicted to it, I did nothing but play it for two weeks, <laughs> and I told myself never again. I and he said he hadn't played a video game once. In 20 years. Oh my god, Ooh, dude. He, he, would, he said he never would have got the role in half of his shows if he kept playing video games. I got a he deep question been. for you guys. It's gaming related, but I got, I just, mm-hmm. I'm loving this uh, conversation. But do you guys, I'll start with you first, Nestor, because I know we've been rambling. But uh, you know, when I was younger and I was playing games, um, you know, it, you made me think of that, Brian, with the Nick Offerman thing. But like, I would play games and there'd be a lot of times, regardless if I had a job, a girlfriend, whatever, or, or none of those things, you know. That I would sometimes think, what am I doing with my life? I'd ask that stupid question and it would creep in. I'd obsess. Um, but as an adult now, maybe occasionally that might seep I, in. I but more so that. now, what I find happening is that when I'm playing these games, I get so few time to do it. I get so little time to do it that when I play these games, it's like a big exhale. It's like the complete opposite where I'm like, I'm not as much wondering what I'm doing with my life. I'm like, how do I stop living my life? So I can invest more of this game. You know, have you, do you feel like you have that at all, Nestor, or is it not quite so much? Well, uh, growing up, I, I never asked myself that question or cause like any time that like the thought would pop up, I'd just be like, nah, this is, I, I love this. And I literally all, all my friends that I have are because I, I do this, you know, I play games and I talk oh, to them that's and I talk about them here, to people. Um, and yeah, dude, now that I'm older, it's just, uh, it, it's just looking, looking for the time, you know? Yeah. It's hard. When you had your old job, you probably were feeling it more, right? Like wanting game time when you're working your job before this one. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, last year, like I hardly, hardly got any time off. Um, and now that I'm working this new job, I'm off four to four to three days out of the week. Like I, my new job, I literally work half the year essentially. Um, so now I have all that's, this, dude, I have all awesome, this free man. time. And like I like I told you guys before the the show started, I've I've been trying to I've been trying to like get back into Elden Ring. I've been trying to pick uh, Cyberpunk back up. I tried playing Final Fantasy VII, and like all the last year that I was working my ass off, not getting any time off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I really just I really just want to play games. And like now that I have a chance to, it's, it's I've literally just been playing Mario games. <laughs> like I've gone back. I yeah. get it. Dude. Like like. That was me with Halo. Dude, yeah. It, Dude, we're, we're, I, I've reverted to like my primal gamer instinct. It, it was the first series that I played. It's the <laughs> one that I love the most. It's like, yeah, I, I'm feral for some Mario right now. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm fiending to play more Super Mario Odyssey. Dude, um, that's the thing. What I played of it on my I wanna what I played of it on my I wanna play Mario Odyssey. I wanna give it a hundred percent completion because I haven't done it yet. 
Um, so I really just want to start fresh and do that before the movie comes out. Uh, but I'm also finishing up uh, Mario Galaxy 2 right now, and I'd never played it. And so I finished the game. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I got all 120 stars. I'm good. Game pulls up. It's like, hey, you got 120 more to get, buddy. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I, well, I reached... I reached, I'll just say this real quick, Brian. Sorry. Um, I reached a point with that God of War situation where I was like, man, my backlog's too big. And I kept looking at what I had and all the games I want to play. And I'm like, I, I, I have reached a point, I think, where my, my clarity has been is that, like, for the longest time, I've wanted to always just, like, I always just assumed that I was buying these games with the mentality that I'll get to most, if not all of them. And uh, when I want to replay one here and there, I'll, I'll totally do that and stuff. But, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing I'm just not going to have time to ever play all of these games. And I need to just really focus on the ones I want to. So I completely, God of War was like my breaking point, And I scuttled my entire backlog. Like, I mean, you know, I didn't un- really uninstall games that were installed or anything like that. But I just kind of like mentally threw off that like cue that I had in my brain. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to play what comes to me. Dragon Quest is like that really cozy comfort game. You know, and and at the time, you know, Brian and Wesley and everybody was talking about Final Fantasy stuff. And I'm like, that's perfect. And uh, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be playing Jedi Survivor when that comes out. But the next game I would like to play that's kind of out of the wheelhouse is honestly Super Mario Odyssey. Because there's a lot of times I've been playing. um, And this is actually the whole counter inverse reason I I didn't buy Switch up until now. But um, when I'm playing Dragon Quest, I'm wishing I had it on Switch so I could play it in my bed like just lay down and, and play it on the switch. And I'm like, when I didn't get a switch, all the reasons I didn't get a switch before was like, Oh, I'm going to miss achievements or trophies. And I, I want to have that stuff. Now I'm like, damn, I just want to be cozy up to my switch and playing games. But, uh, yeah, dude, super Mario Odyssey. I, I just need to go back to playing games like I did when I was a kid. And you're a huge inspiration for that dude. Cause every time you talk about Mario or Nintendo stuff, I just remember how simple games used to be and how complicated the types of games I've gravitated to have gotten. And I'm like, I am so tired of all like the substance that is there. And I just miss like, you know how AC is finally sort of supposed to be getting back to basics and stuff. Like I'm so excited for that. And I probably will play that one. I've always wanted to play all the ACs. I love them. I love the historical like fun that they have with them. But like, I just can't there's a part of myself I can't shut off. I can like limit some of like my um, OCD of like wanting to do everything. Like maybe I won't collect all the flags or something like, or all feathers in this or do these missions. But there's some part of me that still wants to do all these other things to sort of improve my character and build them up. Cause I like building my characters up, but I play Mario and I'm just, I go in there and like on the first mission or whatever, I'm bouncing on this thing's head and it's just dude. like, he keeps doing it and it doesn't stop. And I'm like, and I'm like, that's, that's funny, you know? And it just takes me back to when I was little. Dude, I, I beat Odyssey for I'm the in a first huge time reset. last year. Yeah. And uh, it was a sublime experience. Uh, it is awesome. I love the way the game ended too. Uh, Odyssey's, it deserves all of its yeah, praise. Um, but you know, one thing I want to give a shout out to you too, Nestor, is uh, you said like, you know, you want to play all these games and here you are just playing Mario again. I think Josh partially agrees, but maybe mostly disagrees. But for me, I'm always like, screw playing the new experience. Screw screw playing the new experiences, dude. Just play the replay the stuff that makes you happy. To me, personally, I always benefit more from replaying the experiences I love 
than trying to dip my feet into new things. Because more often than not, the new things can never come as close to the things I hold near and dear to the top. I just spent 50 hours on Final Fantasy 13. Do you know how much Halo I could have replayed <laughs> with that time? But instead, it went to Final Fantasy 13. Yeah. I say play what makes you happy. And also, the other thing is, and I know it's really hard, because I feel like OCD and gaming go together like like peas in a pod. Yeah, and I have OCD terribly. But like, if you're playing a game and you don't like it, quit. If you want to play through the main story and skip side content, do yep. it. I yep. mean, just if you want to play the same game you've beat 14 times, 100% and completed three times, play it again. I mean, video gaming is just entertainment. That's all it is. It's just there to make you feel good. And and there's no point in putting you through something that, uh, and it sucks because you go online and people be like, oh, you quit Elden Ring because you kept dying? Get good, noob. <laughs> I beat it with a Guitar Hero controller in my feet. It's like, well, good for you, you weird ass. <laughs> I want to enjoy myself, you know? That's so impressive. Who cares what people say, you know? like, uh, And, and I, I know I set myself up for it purposely, where I'll be like, skip all skip all side quests, all, all content, all, all collectibles. And I set myself up for it, because I know that drives people insane, but I'm also like, it makes me, a ha- personally, as Brian, it makes me a happier gamer. And that's why you'll see people being like, holy shit, Brian, you've beat, you've beat 14 games since your daughter was born? Well, yeah, because I just, I put it on, well, not always, but I put it on easy mode and I go through the main story and I move on to the next game. I don't dilly dally. I don't screw around with, with random side quests. If there's a, Brian plays like, his games well, like no. Sonic Adventure 2, City Escape. Like the, the tempo oh, of that level. Escape from this side. <laughs> uh, Nestor, dude, like, you know what? Brian, you know, you know, if you did the side quest, uh, you know, you get the ultimate weapon, which kills this guy in like three hits. I'm like, okay, but that takes four hours to get Listen, man and i ain't hunting I down the, the guy. mushroom heartless to get the ultimate weapon okay no no it's like guess what it takes four hours to get that extra weapon <laughs> i beat the you, guy Josh. it took me beat 28 it. hits i know man I, beat him. I felt that personally on a, on a holy level that man, was a personal bro. attack no i well i get it though man because eventually i'm just i want to i love i have this weird strange love for Kingdom Hearts, but yet I've never fully invested in it as much as other people. I've always, I'm a huge Pirates of the Caribbean fan. Uh, always wanted to play the second one just so I could see Jack Sparrow there. But I'm like, no, have to 100% it to get the secret ending with Mickey Mouse. And Brian was like, why don't you just go look it up on YouTube? And in my head, I was like, that's a good idea. But out loud, I was like, no, dude. No. <laughs> you know, like It's like I'm in denial. I can't bring myself to, to do that. But I think I'm going to have to the next time I play it. Yeah, man. It's tough it, for it, me it, because I feel like... Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say, man? You, uh, There are so many games nowadays that don't respect your time. You know? You got to like... Facts. Yes. You got to respect yes. your own time, too. Facts. <laughs> if, if, yeah. if it takes looking at the secret cutscene like on YouTube, that's fine, man. Like... Yep. Like uh Arkham Knight. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or like last last year uh I played freaking Paper Mario the Origami King and to get the secret the secret ending for that one you had to like beat the game without like basically interacting with any of its systems, which is really weird. Oh wow. I don't know why they would design it like that. So I just looked at the cutscene on on YouTube. It was like what it was an extra 10 seconds added on to the end of the freaking <laughs> to the end of the the credit scroll. So you know, sometimes it's it's just not worth it. You know, that's a good point. It, you know, this this brings, is an, a nourishing episode for me because I do have to. Uh, I am still in, in a, an identity crisis of like figuring out what the kind of gamer I'm growing and, into because it's some. I'm, I'm definitely changing. I'm, I'm realizing that. I like, like to pretend if I'm going to self and yeah. it brings me joy. Like I like to pretend that the, the game itself can get offended. Like I finished, I, I beat Arkham Knight, and then like 
it a thing pops up and it's like collect all the Riddler trophies to get the real ending. And I'm like, nope. And I end, I, I exit the app and I turn the Xbox off. I like pretending that I have offended the game because I'm like, what you're asking me is so asinine. There's no way I'm going to do it. No way. <laughs> hey, Nestor, though, man, uh, you know, the, the speaking of Super Mario Odyssey, though, is I, you know, like uh, I have this thing where like, um, that I used to have because I think it was because of video game movies, like movie game tie-ins and stuff that I would go see a movie. Then I would play the game after and it would let me live in that world. Still. I have a feeling that when I walk out of the Mario brothers movie that I'm going to be like, I have to play super Mario odyssey when I get home. Oh, yeah. Boy, aren't I like, and then I'll have like an angel little, little me on the shoulder. that are like, gee, are you glad you bought that switch last year? I don't know Nestor's why it's going like to be so mouse. salty. <laughs> Nestor's going to be so Nestor salty because <laughs> There's going to be people all around you, Nestor, that are like, you know, I've actually been like a really big Mario fan my whole life. Like Mario is like my favorite thing. I have like all the games. I have like a t-shirt. Like, yeah, I love, I've loved Mario. Mario is basically my character. And then and Nestor's going to be like, yo, I've been around you for a long time. And I know that that shit's just a <laughs> passing phase for you. Like, shut the hell up. This is my shit. <laughs> uh, you go. Yeah, it's like it's like that one meme where it's like Nestor. But when it's like <clears throat> Nestor's like uh, the dude from Breaking Bad, he's like. You go to see Mario Brothers to get inspired to play the video games more. I go it for the plot. I go to see it for the plot. We are not the same. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only dumbass there for the plot, bro. <laughs> In a Mario game. <laughs> no, but I can't wait though for that, man. I, I mean, I know we already talked about it, but dude, it's like it's it's nice to see video games get adapted again. Like I don't care if they suck, man. I just get excited to see these things transition. You know, like even that Mortal Kombat movie in 2021 or 20, yeah, 2021. Yeah. Not good to me. Had a couple redeeming qualities, but otherwise wasn't good to me personally. And you know what? I was still glad to see it get on the big. Is it better or worse than the Halo TV show? I'm being dead serious. I'm not trying to hate. Genuinely, I'm not even trying to be funny. The Halo series is the worst video game adaptation I've ever personally experienced. Now, granted, I haven't seen a lot of Uwe Boll films, so maybe that'll change. But the Halo one is mm-hmm. is the worst. Do you think critically? I just have to ask. I don't. I don't. I'm not judging the answer. Do you think critically, Halo the TV series is worse than the original live action Mario movie? Critically, yeah. Okay. Because because I think the difference. I mean, it's it's hard to compare because you're neither of them a, respect the source material. You're looking at a film versus a television series, so they both have very different ways of of navigating their their narratives, but. The difference with Mario Brothers is it tells a coherent story, even though it feels like it's not as related to the game source material. It still tells a consistent story with characters that have development. And it's over. Whereas the Halo hours. series does do that. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, but the Halo series is very combative with its own like source material. Like it, it, it almost see Bob like, Hoskins butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah, which is a shame. But <laughs> the Halo series feels feels like it's actively combative with the source material. Like it almost. It, it like wants to use that as a template of what to take inspiration from, but it very much wants to tell it all, its own story. So much so that you get to the point by the end and you ask, why didn't you guys just make this a sci-fi show with a different name? Oh, because you want to yeah. make money. Because you want to use you know the, the association because yeah. you know gamers will tune in and watch it. But then we're just going to dog shit on it. Do you what remember happens? what your original review score was? Was it a three or a two? I mean, now I think it was a two. Uh, well, your original I know what was I'm at a now, three, but my original a probably a three. I think, yeah. I think now, it was a three. Now it's probably a one. 
Okay. See, I said I said a five. I, I'm I stick you know, by a five. It, it, there's I people out there that like it, and I would never dissuade people from that. Like you know, like you bought it on 4K or whatever, Brian, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah still haven't really? watched it though, surprisingly. Yeah, but no, I mean that's that's cool, Nestor. What what's your overall opinion on that show? I still haven't seen it, dude. Oh man, I wish I'm, I wish I was plan to or nah. Uh, I think that I'm good at discerning whether or not I'm gonna like something just from doing my research on it and I'm, I'm I'll, I'll eventually watch it but I don't think I'd like it if I watched it <laughs> yeah. yeah I I enjoyed it personally like I, I was entertained by it like it's something I could rewatch and have a good time with which is more than I can say for John I mean it, it, um, it feels fair. like I watched it because like when all the episodes were coming out I was listening to you guys talk about it I was listening to the guys over at Evolve talk about it. I was listening to Angry Joe Hell talk yeah. about it. So I was just getting a wide <laughs> range of opinions from wherever I could. <laughs> See, man, oh, like, Angry Joe frustrates me so much, dude. I've been a big fan of his for a long time, but like when he was covering the Halo episodes, of course, he's angry and overly critical, which is fair because, first of all, that's just stick, but also the Halo series wasn't good. But then he goes right into uh, a couple months later, he uh, reviews the Rings of Power and in. I know Josh feels not as good about Rings of Power as, as I and other people in this community do, but Still Joe made it. it seem like Rings of Power was basically the quality of the yeah. Halo show. Like he way overreacted, way overreacted. I, I thought I thought Angry Joe's Rings of Power reviews were it hurt his credibility in my mind. I, I thought they were awful. Awful reviews. It was whiplash going between you guys and him for sure, but it, it's funny still all the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I. You know, I. I don't know. I. I, I don't. You got mind any closing these, thoughts, guys? Well, I don't mind. Got a baby. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, you're good, man. Uh, well, I'll just say real. Well, you go ahead, actually, Nestor. You go ahead and take your time with it, buddy. Take your time. Uh, shoot. Well. Yeah, I'm excited for the Mario movie. I'm excited for Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I didn't get to bring it up, but I'm excited for Pikmin Four, dude. I've been waiting for that one forever. Talk about it. Four. Uh, we don't know jack about it. it all we got all we got is pikmin force coming out this year after miyamoto's been saying that it's almost done for the last five so <laughs> nestor is that fun that... for you go ahead brian sorry josh go ahead go ahead oh, look at us being polite again uh nestor do you have for you as more of a nintendo fan is it more exciting for you to kind of know as little as possible or do you sometimes find yourself wishing that you got more exposure with your games so you could have a little bit more uh just info on them because you know playstation xbox we get a little bit more of that than nintendo does. yeah um shoot i mean i don't know i guess i don't really i don't really it's part of what makes nintendo special yeah, yeah. Part of what, the thing about nintendo games is that like i don't care if i get spoiled on them because half of the time you know how they're gonna go anyway you know it, it, yeah. when you play a nintendo game it's about the journey it's about the gameplay um so you're making me want to play Super Mario Odyssey this fucking episode. Yeah, you man. should like, play Super Mario Josh, Odyssey. I will play it for like 45 minutes today. That's that's genuinely possible. But uh, yeah, man, I, I don't care. It, it, like as long as I get time with it, I'm know I'm gonna like it. <laughs> that, 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 do you believe? Do you believe? Oh, what's up? Do you Sorry, I didn't hear you. Go for it. In love after love, I can feel something. <laughs> Oh, man. I was going to ask you if you if you believe banger. that uh, the the Metroid Prime remake for Switch is done and they just are just sitting on it. Yes, you that? you've heard that. I'm yes. sure. I, I want to buy that because I've never got to I, play it. Like I, I love that. Nintendo to death. They would do something as asinine as that. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I, like like 
I've been waiting for it to come out too because I haven't really played them either. And I'm like, well, the Wii U shop's going to close down soon, and I can just get it on there for twenty bucks. They're probably wanting you to buy it there first. I know, and then it's going to come out. <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, yep. totally fair. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, those that's what I'm looking forward to for the most part. Uh, hopefully, getting a PS5 this year. We'll see. Um, yeah. Hey, that commercial they put out advertising they're going to have more was yeah. Like, the shortage has ended. Man. Less. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than what that, a great commercial. And the PS5 has a lot of games on yeah, it. You know, something you're not used to on Xbox. I mean, I still don't feel that way personally, but I but I <laughs> yeah, like what they have. I, I haven't had a PlayStation since. Josh two. just ignored me. I love I love the persistence there. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a PlayStation since PS2, and I got that for free from my cousin. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be Hell nice yeah, to head dude. back. Um, if you uh, if you have trouble like getting the money for the PS5, uh, the trading value on the Xbox Series X is actually really high. I don't want to trade my Series wow. X. Ryan says it with the biggest <laughs> shit eating grin on his face. Sony fanboy, oh. holding back laughing. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, That's you know what's so funny, funny though? Actually, between this and like what I've said and like Redfall and like Halo TV show. We've actually done a lot of shitting on stuff in this episode. I'm surprised people are going to think this is a sacred icon negative episode for sure. No, well, I'll I'll say this I'll say this to to round it out a bit though. There is so much coming out this year. I think that's what's exciting is like this year feels like an exception to like the last several years because there's yeah. been nuggets of like just absolute gold, whether it's been like movies or games or stuff like that the last couple of years. But it's been very much like climbing back to a consistency. After, oh yeah, you know, dude. The, the pandemic, like pre-pandemic, and this year feels like this proverbial shotgun blast of like games and then movies. Like every week, it feels like there's about to be movies coming out. I mean, I've already seen some, you know, already. But then with games, it's like it already feels there. And I mean, granted, stuff could change. I remember early last year, and it was like Elden Ring. You had Horizon and some other stuff, and then it just everything was like delayed, delayed, delayed. But it does feel like a lot of stuff is coming out this year. And, you know, if the rumors are true and some of this, uh, some of the Xbox stuff is coming out, like some of their big stuff is, is rumored to be coming out prior to like when the E3 season is, even though they confirmed they're not going to be there and all that, it would be amazing to see those come out. So the games we already know about come out. And then when it comes time to like show off what, uh, you know, all the new stuff, the cool stuff that the new stuff gets its focus. Like, you know, instead yeah. of this regurgitating shit, we've already been waiting to yeah. come out you know so but there's just so much cool stuff i mean you know uh like just to name off a couple games guys just for you guys like listen to this i got this in alphabetical order but uh atomic heart that's coming soon avatar frontiers of pandora can't wait for mentioned boulder skate 3 dead space remake came out diablo 4 we didn't even mention uh disney's dreamlight valley gets a, a an official like release this year which is already in early access it's, it's a sleeper hit uh rebirth may come out this year final fantasy 16 Hogwarts Legacy, modern controversy, but that's coming out. Tears of the Kingdom, Like a Dragon, Inshin, Spider-Man 2, we mentioned Redfall, Replace, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, Star Trek Resurgence, Jedi Survivor, Street Fighter yeah. 6, Wulong, Fallen Dynasty. It's a ton, bro. Josh, then, why didn't you mention Hogwarts Legacy? Aren't you really hyped for that one? Well, I'm kind of in between on it. Like, I am interested in playing it, but at the same time, it falls into that category of, like, there's a lot of, like, collectible yeah. stuff and whatnot, and I'm like, I am interested in the story. But I just don't know. Like, I'm really trying to... There's that part of me that... I don't want to go into that tangent. But just to summarize, there's that part of me that always wants to buy these games on launch. But I'm like, do I really need to? So I'm really, 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 really thinking about it. And I mean, I I, I get off Wednesdays and Sundays from work. 
right? So I don't typically get like when a game releases, like when it actually has its release. Everyone else has hopped on and playing it. I don't have that experience. I kind of miss out on that. But if you get the deluxe edition, you pre-order it, you get it like a week before, basically a few days before or whatever. And I'd be able to it was play three it. Days. Yeah, three days. I'm sorry, not a week, but I'd be able to play it essentially on my day off. But I'm like, I kind of just really am having a great time with Dragon Quest. And I think I might just do that. I mean, I might switch as it gets closer, but long story short, there's so many good games. There's so many movies coming yeah. out. I've mentioned <laughs> on Cinema This. And it's just like, that's fun for me. I, th- I thrive off having things to look forward to. And when I, even when I spoil, Brian like does this too in a lot of ways, but like even when I spoil myself on some things, like with certain movies, like Marvel movies especially, I love spoiling myself. And Irwin will throw his hands up in the air and I'm like, why do you do that? And I'm like, you know what? It doesn't ruin the experience for me. Sometimes it sets my expectations, which I personally need. It helps me. But it also helps me just get real excited to see what it looks like. Like whatever is mentioned, getting to see what it looks like just gets me excited for it all the more. And I thrive off that. And I'm not going to say if I didn't have things to look forward to that I'd be depressed, but I mean, I do like being able to look ahead. I know what's there in my life that I love and what I enjoy. I know myself, but I also like having new experiences to look forward to. So I like Brian. I mean, I do like to replay stuff nowhere near as much as him to his respect, but like, um, I like to get new movies, new games. And it feels like this is the year it's finally happening. I've spent in the last three years, um, mostly replaying stuff, mostly rewatching stuff with the occasional like new experience interspersed in there. But now it's like, this is busting. You know what I mean? Like blue balls in the gaming industry, blue balls in the, in the cinematic industry. And now it's just, just, you know, just getting out, you know, and it's all coming out one big load of games and movies. I'm here for it. I can't wait to play. I can't wait to watch. We went the whole podcast without that. (laughs) Thank you. You knew it was coming. Let's go. Um, let me let me pass around just a quick one off quick response. Pass around these nuts, Brian. Uh, well, it sounds like uh, they'd be pretty heavy. Um, but uh, I'll just Thanks, man. just a quick just give a quick one off response, and then I'm going to go into the business. But um, just give I'm going to ask you guys, even though you've pretty much already said it. What if you could only play or watch? You can only get one piece of media this year. What is your ultimate number one above all? The rest are gone. You just get that one. What do you choose? Uh, and I want to clarify for me, I didn't mention, I, I figured Final Fantasy fans probably picked up on this. I did not mention Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That would be my most anticipated game by far. But I didn't mention it because they said it would release um, the uh, fiscal year uh, at the end of the fiscal year, which means it could come out next year. And I have to believe with such a busy holiday and Final Fantasy sixteen already coming this summer that it's going to come out beginning of next year. That's also the same time frame that the original Final Fantasy VII remake released. So if it was re- if it was this year, Rebirth would be number one. But for me, number one piece of media the whole entire year for me has got to be Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Nestor, what's yours? Yeah, same here. We still don't know what the rest of the year looks like for Nintendo, and there's a rumor going around that there are that they are going to put out a platformer to coincide with the movie, and we haven't had a Mario platformer since 2013. So yeah, right now as it stands, it's Tears of the Kingdom, but it could change. Okay, what about you, Josh? Oh, yeah. What's the number one? Uh, number one thing is absolutely 80 for Brady, this uh, football movie with all these old grannies that go to see Tom Brady. Uh, I can't wait to, to be in the theater with my, you know, my sweater, my sweater that says, uh, I love grandmas, and uh, you know, I'm going to be there with all these horny gilts just watching this movie, so I can't wait for that experience, man. It's going to be a good time. I hate Josh sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but for real, for real. Uh, probably Boulder's Gate 3. It's hard because... 
like I said, it only has a PC announcement. I got a laptop. I'm not going to be able to play it, and I'm not even going to try to play it. But so I, that's I, your number one, but you might not be able to get it. Yeah. So okay. it's one of those things I'm like kind of uh, holding off being super excited. Um, but I genuinely love everything I've seen from that game. Like as someone who doesn't like, I, I am in a bit of a break from tabletop. I'm just really excited to see that game come out. We need more D and D games. You know, it's, there's so many like franchises out there that just like don't captivate, like or don't. Uh, what's the word for it? Don't um, rip you. No, they don't. They don't capitalize. That's the word. They don't capitalize mm-hmm. on their brands. Like what's what are they doing with Pirates of the Caribbean? What's Disney doing? Just, you know, but yeah. in Dungeons and Dragons, 5e is like the most it, critical role. Put Dungeons and Dragons on the map. We got a movie coming out. You know, like these last several years, what are you doing? You put out one shitty game last year, like last year, I think it was, and it was Boulders. No, not Boulders Gate 3. And, and, then, they ru- and then they ruined their whole reputation yeah. <laughs> earlier this year. Yeah. So it's like, let's, yeah, we'll, let's get this one out. Also, just a quick shout out to Phantom Liberty, the Cyberpunk 2077 yeah, expansion. I am really looking forward to that. And I think that's when I, I think I will genuinely have a full replay. Uh, through for that when it comes out i'm hoping that they let you like select it um like get it let let you have access to it like instantly to start it however they want to like interject that into the story but um i think i will do a full replay of that i'll probably play that as well which is funny because like i think i enjoyed horizon forbidden west more than cyberpunk yeah uh just playing it but uh, I'm not going to buy Horizons DLC because I don't care. Are you going to see 80 for Brady in theaters? Or are you going to wait for it to come out to Redbox? Um, probably, probably theaters. I'm probably I'm gonna get the backstage pass actually. Oh man, yeah, that's. I actually get to sit with one of the grannies. Oh hell yeah, man! Well, let me know how that goes, totally. dude. Um, but you know what's funny? You said like miss potential. We and we do not have time to expunge upon this. So was upon my upon my words finishing the statement. I'm going to go into the business, but. Uh, Talking about, you know, um, not capitalizing, you know, you got to think in, in the last um, why they 10 didn't, years. Why they didn't do 80 for Brady sooner? That's that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. But in the last 10 years, we've had Halo 5 and Infinite. I guess Halo Wars 2 also by a, different, by a different developer. But you think with 10 years of Halo or even the 21 whole years of Halo, mm-hmm. we would have so much more. We'd have our, our spinoff RTSs, our XCOM spinoffs, our, our ODST individual games, our horror flood. I mean, the IP is ripe for... And I think back in, in the early 2000s or mid-2000s, you would have said, I don't want Halo to be oversaturated with crap. But with the state of Halo as it is now and how the industry at large feels about it, I think it could only help to diversify that content. So... Let's, let's capitalize on Halo going forward. That's what I have to say about that. But guys, if you want to follow Sacred Icon on Twitter, we are at Sacred Icon Pod. If you want to follow Josh, he is at Jedi Knight Joshy. I am at Brian's Bane. Uh, Nestor, you are you just at Green Plumber, Green Plumber 64? 64? Green Plumber 64. My um, man. Guys, if you are interested in supporting the podcast monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash sacred icon. And for as low as a dollar, you can support us. We really appreciate it. Uh, there's other options there as well. If not, just listening is great. We appreciate that. Thank it's you. Not, Share the it's podcast not just great. with friends. Do it. <laughs> Share it with friends and um, uh, leave a review on iTunes. Make sure it's five stars. Write whatever you want. We'll read it off on the show. It can be funny. It can be silly. It can be goofy. Yeah, let just Brian know your thoughts stars. on 80 for Brady. Tell him he's missing out. <laughs> 80 for Brady or let let me know what you think about Redfall or something else that I criticize or Xbox's game output. There's just a 80 for Brady Easter egg in if, you leave, if you leave less than five stars, I'm going to ignore that shit like the plague. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, guys, so I'm going to go into our Patreon shout-outs. They're going to be... They're going to be very quick um, because we want to get out of here. But thank you so much to our patrons. We're going to start with Jacob Nyreen going into Ken Koizik, 
Chris Stenton, Installation 00, Boba's Feet, going to be on the podcast soon. Look out for that. Deontay Obrey, The Legend, Jesse Insanity, Wesley Eaton, Lissa McCreary, Sparky's Hocus Locus, Dark Chaos 580, Blind Valkyrie, uh, William Green, Simon Eddy, Kevin Benson, Albino, Sacred Staple, Irving TV, Suave Looking Dude, AJ's Dank. He actually smells okay, though. Uses that old spice. Uh, Ian Rucker to Ruck. The fuck? Shin Rebel, he's a saint. Ascending from the ashes, born anew. It's the Irish I'm going to be interested Watch to see his, his memes meme. for this one. You know it's coming. you got to give me, instead, like, Nestor, you gotta, you got to do a meme of, like, a selfie of me, Irish Phoenix, and you got to put, like, Luigi on my shoulder to represent Nestor. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Or just, like, or just like get a picture of Nestor's face and just, like, cut his face oh, out please poorly do, yeah. and place it on <laughs> His Josh's beautiful shoulder. smiling face, put it right on my shoulder, man. Um, we got not the dab, but the dab. We got, got my words kind of jumbled here. I got my words conjumbled because I, I, I was going to say Jared that's Hartley. That's how I responded when I saw the 80 for Brady trailer. J- Jared Hartley. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to see that granny movie. He's going to take his granny. I he's he's got the, the granny ladies all up on him. He's a he's a. Oh, granny, yeah, man. I'm ready for it to smell like the Great Depression. You know what I'm saying? Um, we got our boy Small Print TV, Aaron, Prayanchu. They're all mods. Thank you guys so much. Colton Pittman, the original sacred staple, Rodan, Butter My Waffles, Nerva da- goes by David Wyant, because that's his real name. He actually goes by Nerva. Probably <laughs> to say it. Um, ACDC Fucking Outlaw. It's Anthony Dorsey. We appreciate you. Caleb Webster. Chris Greco, make Greco. Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco. Josh says, why don't you do it one more time? I say, no, what, Josh, I'll do it for you. Chris Greco, make Greco. Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco. There it is. Boom. We got our boy Tony. He's so respectful, so lovable. He makes us feel great. We love him. Thank Hell you. Yeah. Mustard Chief. Not the Queen Grunt, but the King Grunt. Um, you know what? Nestor, do you ever listen to our podcast and you feel inferior because your mustache is nothing like Aries 0430s? All the time. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Me too. And you got a great mustache, so that's saying something. He's still in all the ladies. Uh, we got but he can't jump not the Phantom high. Menace. <laughs> uh, the, but we got the Montana Menace. We got Green Plumber, who's sitting here right with us. Thank you so much for your patron support. Legitimately. Holy shit! Like this guy basically is he. If there's if there's four pillars on like or uh, four legs to a table, one entire leg holding this podcast is Holy shit! Weed. Really? God damn. Nestor, real quick, uh, we'll take the moment for your patron shout out. Uh, you know, it's entirely up to you. But when you come on again, if you want to, man, it would be nice to either cover the Mario movie from the '90s yeah. or just we just do an episode just talking about our thoughts on this Mario movie coming out. We should do. Here's what we should do. We should plan right now. Have have Green Plumber on. For the Mario movie after we've watched it, and have him on for Tears of the Kingdom after we've played it. That'll oh, yeah. be many, many, many. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, next, we got Joshy Big Boy makes Josh look so small. I'm a little bitch compared to, him. compared to him. Basically. <laughs> we got Fuck the biggest name <laughs> under 2003 fan. Brian <laughs> <laughs> Barca. Uh, we got Dustin Mondre, uh, Anthony Nicolosi, Corey Hanks, Brent Onimo. Dropping in from that ceiling with that ODST chili drop pod. It's MH Cosplay. We got Ian Big Dog Mills. We have Spicy Meme Lord Photon. We have Trevor Polkey who says, you know what, guys? I've decided I'm a one-woman man. <laughs> I don't believe it for a second. They're following you everywhere you go. You can't help yourself. Next, we have the Shipleys, who are the most wholesome family around. So much better than WandaVision couple. Love them. Love them. And we have the original Halo podcast, Potacular. Potacular's own Dust Storm. Thank you so much for the continued support. And finally, Josh, who do we have? Our we saw Justice League, knew it needed more, just got that DC slate and said, I don't like it. It's Matthew Salvatore. I actually don't know what his opinion is on that yet, but yeah. 
Thank you, guys. Oh, guys, thank you, he's everyone. Had, he's had it rough. He's had it rough. But, guys, thank you so much for all your patron support. Thank you, Nestor, especially for, for we your We love you, Nestor, support. dude. I, I was really looking forward to this, man. Uh, you're like an official player three here. This has got to be like your fourth or fifth time on the podcast. So, yeah. We're going to have you back several times this year. We love having you. Uh, guys, I forgot to mention, if you want to send a voice clip or an email, just send that to sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, guys, this has been another episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. We loved having you here. Thank Bye, you guys. so much. And as always, keep it sacred. That was a blast. <laughs> that was a blast. Yeah, that was a lot dude. of fun. I thought like we're gonna get some, probably me more than anyone, but we're gonna get some pushback for some negativity there. <laughs> that was us so, though. Mostly not, me. I mean, uh, Kraft, we never got back to that question of uh, which game I thought was gonna suck. Uh, probably, probably a uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Oh, I forgot all about oh, that game, dude. Okay. Wow. Oh shit. You know what? I I I forgot about that game too. That's a game that like if you'd asked me five six years ago, I would have said day one. But now I really doubt I'm gonna buy it. And actually. I actually think I was going to tell you, Josh, but it seemed irrelevant at the point. I think that's actually a, even a way better answer than Josh's because when I when I asked the question of which game do you think is going to fail, I didn't really clarify it. But what I meant was based on games that are people are setting up to be successes. So your answer of Redfall, Josh, I feel like most people are pretty shaky on that already. So I don't know. I mean, I think people are I expecting that. Well, you got, you know, on Sacred Icon, you got more exposure to that type of stuff. But what I've seen, people are actually kind of excited. And I'm like, How? So, but at the yeah. same time, I'm like, eh, yeah, well, that's fine. Like what you like. But kill the Justice League. Yeah, I, I got real bad feeling. About I agree. That. I Rock's just think it's so good. I think what might like balance that out is it's the last voice appearance of Kevin Conroy, and I think people are gonna yeah be very uh, different with that because of it. But who knows? Man, I'm willing so. to be open to buying it if they completely change my entire perspective. But right now, no interest. Yeah. It, so. it, no, that's fair. It's like even if it is, even if it is like. If it's not like amazing, but it's like good, it's still gonna get like destroyed because people are gonna be comparing it to the Arkham games. You know, I, know we I will be Nestor. We need to have Brian watch all five Twilight films, and then we just do an episode talking talking Never about the happen. Twilight films. <laughs> hey man, you know what, though? I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real with you, Brian. Yeah, I'd be surprised. In. <laughs> I might keep this in for the recording just to spite Wesley. Uh, honestly, watching the five Twilight films would be a better use of my time than playing Final Fantasy Thirteen. Dead serious. Because what what would that be? What five five? What is that? Ten, uh, twelve, thirteen hours? 
I mean, that's that's a fourth, a fifth of what I spent on Final Fantasy thirteen. Not so, even yeah. that, dude. It'd be like maybe, seven maybe hours. It's, that yeah. that nobody talks about thirteen anymore. All right, people are still memeing Twilight. <laughs> True, <laughs> I eat True. Twilight and you've ass. seen okay. And you know you have but, Nestor who's like new to the experience, and then you'd have you who's completely shitting on it. So you'd have a, a you know boom boom boom. It'd be great. People would love it. Imagine the episode that says the Twilight Saga. <laughs> Listens would increase tenfold, Brian. No fall you know off. What? Anything goes now in this era of sacred icons. That's right, I mean, baby. One twi million Hell views, yeah. dude. But uh, <laughs> honestly, honestly, I would rather. I'm dead serious. There is zero okay. joke in what I'm about to say. I would rather have our next episode be exclusively about the Twilight films than more 343 Halo Infinite discourse. I am 100% serious. Yeah. I would enjoy that so much more. I'm, I'm over it, man. Over it. Yeah, dude. I don't it's blame been, you. It's been a ride. It, it, it's been a ride. It's been uh, kind of sad, you know? Like, uh, yeah. yeah. I, we, you know, we were all really rooting for him here. So, to. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we've done all we can do. I mean, I think in, at this point, like, this is coming from us, at least. This isn't even negativity. This is just stating the facts, right? Like, for all the hope and pers- all the perspective in the world, um, you know, it's clear Microsoft just did not, they just don't, they, I don't, it seems too unfair to say they don't care, but it seems like they don't care because it's like, you know, I know you gave the studio the money, but you just haven't made sure that they have the proper help that's not contracted and 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 you haven't given them the proper like follow up and you've you laid these people off and you've just so many of the decisions just it, it just it <clears> seems <throat> and that's what I think that's what underlines my distaste for for Xbox right now is they're to me it seems like they're investing all of their uh, manpower into things I don't care about as a gamer like you can make Game Pass the best service in the world. But it's not going to affect me as a, as my hobby is gaming and, and my passion is gaming. And I want to play these revolutionary experiences that stick with me, these stories you know, and characters. I, and I'm getting that from Sony and Nintendo. I'm just, I'm not. From I think me. it really just comes down to the studios that they've had haven't done the best. I mean, you look at they Crack, don't take care Crackdown of 3, for example, and it hasn't, it didn't do too well. I Even though I had a great <clears> time <throat> with it. But I think all the buying in other studios and stuff i mean i i think that's makes me nervous they're looking at that stuff they're trying to look ahead and probably cutting their losses with halo like the multiplayer stuff will bring us revenue and also keep players playing but you know right now it's just i i i it was juggled so much so differently i think they're just like you know what that's going to sit on the back burner for now and um whatever those guys have planned there or want to do they're probably going to try to do but we're going to have to go through a whole other like five you know plus years of waiting for that and there's plenty of other things to look forward to in the meantime like i don't need to eat sleep and breathe on halo every day when it comes out when it's ready you know i'll be there the saddest thing for me too is that for me for me personally as someone who primarily cares about the campaign halo infinite was such a huge win and such a return to form it's a game i genuinely love top 25 games of all time i love halo infinite but it's the one that failed it's the one that failed the most gloriously like this failed more than halo 5 did and it's just the matter of circumstance, and it, it doesn't matter what I think. It's just that's just. Well, and they've also suffered too because it's like live service games are like on the decline. I'm not saying they're going away. They shouldn't I just, have made it a live service game. The decline, <clears throat> yeah. But I don't know. I you know still love it. Still yeah, love man. It, I, I mean, guess. if I'm not playing, if I'm playing anything, it's Mario or it's Halo. Like I've been logging on to multiplayer oh, yeah. every single night, <laughs> just because I, I get, oh, I get like yeah, five man. rounds in, and See? it's it's fun. <laughs> 
that's that's what that's where I feel so tired with the discourse, right? Because I could I could sit here for two hours telling you how Halo Infinite had a great campaign, great multiplayer. I still come back to it just as much as any other Halo. It's I, to me like the criticism towards the game feels so unwarranted. But then there's the opposite side that where it's like the whole industry and the fandom and Microsoft and 343 itself is making it very clear that there is severe problems. So it doesn't as much as I want to defend it and say like, hey. It's just it's it's a lost cause, you know. the The industry has decided, the fans have decided, this was a fail, and it is. A, and because of that, it is a fail. It doesn't really matter, you know. So <clears throat> I'm just so sick of it. Like it's funny that I'm talking about it right now because it makes it seem like I'm not sick of it. But like I said, Twilight next week, I'd be down for it before this, for sure. Yeah. But uh, preferably not well, that. Well, <laughs> it's just like I, I'm like that little kid from The Incredibles. You know, it's like, what are you? What are you? What are you waiting for? It's like I don't know something incredible. Community's <laughs> just yeah. Like, yeah, me too, yeah, kid. Yeah. <laughs> the next Halo game is called Halo Incredible. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Halo Infinite was a poor choice of words for this game. The ten-year plan was a poor choice of words. It was made with the best of intentions. You know? Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's what's tough about but, it. Okay, guys, I need to uh, help out with the baby. So, man, well, Nestor, this was genuinely a blast. Man. Yeah, you're yeah, one guys. of my favorite people to have on, dude, and. uh yeah, always, always is a good time. So I love that we had like a half hour's worth of like talking before the before we actually got going, and we still got like two hours almost in. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, this was a blast. Okay, guys. Well, I really enjoyed it. I'll talk to you guys soon.